told you before, I didn't want you to read this crap. I never saw such rotten crap in my life. Where do you get this shit? Who sells it to you? I'm talking to you, young man. You want to answer me when I'm talking to you. You remember who puts the friggin' bread on the table around here, don't you? Stan, don't be too hard on him. All the kids read him. My boy isn't all the kids. Want to know where this is going, Billy? In the garbage. Right into the friggin' garbage. Now, you got any smart mouth about that? The windows are open downstairs. I better get down and close them. The rain will get in. No, I'll do it. I got some garbage I want to throw away. Daddy, please don't throw it away. I'm sorry. The next time, young man, I find you with a worthless piece of shit like this again, you won't sit down for a week, buddy boy. Remember that. Billy, if your dad was serious, then you might want to turn this show off, because I do believe it falls into the category of a worthless piece of shit. Well, that's true. Yeah, uh, what are you going to do? We know, guys, the, the freakiest thing happened as we did episode 15. We did our Netflix pick of the week, and Mike picked the horror show starring Lance Hendrickson, and uh, it's actually known as House 3. When they sent it overseas, it, they just slapped House 3 on it. They had a better chance selling it that way. Right. They do the name change a lot with uh, movies like that. Yeah. Now, now, I'm not saying that our show is some great, important piece of the horror galaxy's puzzle or that, or anything like that, or that what we do or say has any bearing on the cosmic forces of fate. Nonetheless... A very strange thing happened this week. After we picked that movie, about three or four days later, the director died. Jim Isaac, yeah. Yeah, Jim Isaac, and he he's more well-known, I guess, to people for directing Jason X. Among other things, yes. And what makes it so weird is that we picked the most obscure film. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. When, you, when we picked that movie, I was like, okay, I've never heard of this movie. And then, just as I was about to watch it, I, I get that, and I'm like, are you kidding me? So, yeah. it just really freaked me out. The most obscure movie in some pseudo-horror franchise, the director actually dies in between us recommending it and us reviewing it? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Now, look, I've seen a lot of coincidences happen in my life, but n none on a forum which a few hundred people could be witness to? Yeah. I mean, how many horror radio shows do you think recommended everyone watch the horror show last week? Four. I was going to yeah. say 75. <laughs> if 75 people recommended that you watch the horror show last week, wow. But really, though, what are the chances, dude? That is that is an amazing coincidence right there. Right. Well, well, we got to do it now. I was actually going to start the show up by saying, can we get out of this somehow? So, uh, James Isaac... Rest in peace. Hopefully nobody threw that movie in the coffin with you. Yeah, that was a little bit over the line, I think, but oh well. <laughs> you think I should delete that? No, nah, leave it in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was over the line. Yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now that we got that piece of shit out of the way, yeah. Mike, from now on, I will pick the Netflix recommendations, if you don't mind. Dude, I got it. How about the Psycho remake? No. Dude. Oh, well, no. I'm unwilling. 
dude, you, I mean, dude, that would be perfect. For what? Because then we can rip it. Because you've never seen it. <laughs> dude, I can't. I can't watch it. Have you ever, Alex? No, I, I refuse. It's one of those, like, uh, purist things. Oh, man, you should watch it just to rip it, dude. Actually, oh, that'd dude. be perfect for you, Alex, dude. Yeah, especially since you love Psycho so much. Since you've never seen it either, dude? Are you, that's actually perfect, dude. I don't know, Alex. I'm kind of with Mike on this, dude. We should, because you're such a psycho fan. You're such a psycho. I want to keep it out of my mind. <laughs> dude, but you got it, dude. But you seriously, you you should, because, dude, I swear dude, to God, I'm, I'm, I, I, dude, you don't understand. Hearing you fucking be so distraught and destroy this movie would make my life. I don't think I can, because... Alex, it's not heroin, it's fucking psycho. No, Dude. it's no, it's the same damn movie. What would I say? It's no, not though. Believe me. It, it it may be shot for shot, but it is not the same movie because they do not play it properly. Dude, because it's nineteen ninety eight and they talk like they're from the sixties. You know what it feels like being forced to watch this movie? I think the equivalent would be if I got locked up. And I was in jail, and that first moment when two guys hold your arms and two guys hold your legs, mm -hmm. and then they start unbuckling your pants, mm -hmm. and you know what's coming, and you you just start clenching your eyes down, and you you go, just do it. I can't wait to rip this shit apart. Wow, this is going to be a nightmare. Okay, thank you for that. All right, let's get on to a normal movie. Yeah. As you know, last week, we interviewed the director of Detention of the Dead. We got an advanced copy of the movie. Yes. All three of us, and we all watched it. Now, we can't give you a spoiler review. And, and by the way, House 3 had a lot of spoiler reviews. Do you guys mind that we spoiled that one? <laughs> spoiled movie from 89? Yeah. <laughs> that movie was spoiled when I got done filming it. Uh, you're not kidding. That was a good one, Alex. That was really good, buddy. Oh. Uh, okay, so anyway, we watched Attention of the Dead. Let's, all three of us, and I'm sure we'll have a little discussion back and forth. I, like yeah. I said, we can't get too into it. We can't blow it for these people. Who's your favorite female in the film? This movie is so distracting, I could hardly pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. They have the hottest girl throughout this movie, that blonde chick. Well, Amen. both of them were pretty attractive. I enjoyed the gothic one as well, but the blonde, I think, was my... Both of them were great, but the blonde is by far my favorite. Flawless. Dan, yeah. I know you're very picky, and you, you want girls with depth, and the only depth I look for is about... <laughs> now, you're looking, for, you're looking for emotional depth. <laughs> no, I agree with you, man. That chick's smoking. It, it feels more like a, a comedy to me. Definitely, you can see similarities to The Breakfast Club and even to Shaun of the Dead, like Alex was saying last week in the interview. Um, but I think overall, it was a very strong, very strong, very well put together film. What do you think, Alex? I think, like Mike said, it's more of a Breakfast Club movie than it even is a horror movie. Right, yeah. It's almost, I would say the ratio is 80-20, 80 being not horror. Right. It always had touches of horror. It gave you a little sprinkles here and there. Sometimes I felt like I wasn't watching a horror movie. It was almost like uh, the zombies were secondary. Oh, very much so, Alex. I thought that right off the bat, actually. 
because you could tell it was it was all about the characters and setting them up and and I noticed a lot even when they were going through the halls. I mean, most of the zombies didn't even attack them half the time. They just slid right by it, so they weren't even a threat half the time. It, it was just all about you know, getting the characters from one spot to the other or character development or something like that. Exactly. The zombies were used to explore cliche characters. Yes. Right. I think that's what it was all about. It it felt like, to me, a coming-of-age story with zombies, so to speak. Like, infused with zombies. And I also noticed about the movie, they got right into the zombies within, like, five minutes. Right. Yep. That was like, that's weird because they got right into it, yet they didn't have the impact I thought they would in the movie. What did you think of the look of the zombies? They were good, solid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They have a lot of these movies that that end in Of the Dead. So of the the Dead movies, I I think this one ranks up there because there's a lot of of movies with those kind of titles and, you know. Yeah. Well, here's here's the telltale sign. Mike, will you buy this on Blu-ray? Uh, if the price point is between 10 and 15 bucks, yes, I will. All right, guys, we got Jason Christopher calling in in a few minutes. He is the writer and director of the new indie horror movie, uh, Down... Also, Down the Road, also known as um, Punishment Overseas, like House and stuff. But anyway, we forgot to, thinking of that, we forgot to give our rating for uh, House 3 and, uh, you know, the horror show. And um, Detention of the Dead. Oh, you want to? Yeah, right. We have to rate those movies. Okay. Dan? So, yeah, I'd probably say three for uh, for House 3. Three for three. And then uh, Detention, uh, I'd probably say uh, seven. Okay. Mike? For House 3, or the horror show, I give it a. I also give it a three. For Detention of the Dead, I would give that an eight. Hmm. Okay, I give House 3 a four and a half, and I give Detention of the Dead a seven for the overall movie and a ten for the blonde. Nice. Oh, one-up nice. me there. That's wonderful, sir. How Hot a Girl Is is about all I seem to care about lately. I'm surprised I just don't go right to porn. I mean, why sit through the murders? Well, anyway... I can't wait for this nightmare for the Psycho. Everybody watch Psycho on Netflix, the remake, 1998. Yes. And uh, that'll be we'll, fun. Uh, that'll be fun. We'll be back in a minute. Kane Hodder gets a mention on the Howard Stern Show. Kane Hodder, he is Jason, believe it or not. And he was asked if he gets recognized for being Jason. There's a new Jason movie. Oh, Get come on. Who would know Kane Hoder? True horror fans or anyone that are that is bah, really bah, bah, a bah, fan bah, of these films bah, 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 knows what I look like. Oh, so come once on. How'd they find out? My face isn't bah, bah, bah. very widely known. Okay. okay. Bah, bah, bah. Ah, he's okay, so okay. crazy. Bah, bah. He means those guys who go to conventions. And he was asked uh, why he likes being recognized. Having been a stuntman for so long, I was used to the... This guy's still waiting to get it to no boom. <laughs> Are you kidding? Anonymity of the whole business. Ooh, I, want to be, I want to take a camera and walk down the street with Kane Hoder and ask 20,000 people who, if they know, they who, know he is. who he is. The guy who was the Jason Hockey I've been asked. watching those movies for 30 years and I didn't know who he was. His mom doesn't even recognize him. <laughs> 
Don't let it get to you, Mr. Hoder. Uh, Hotter. We know who you are, the Skeleton Crew. Exclusively at Harbid.com. All right, we're back, and we're here with the writer and director of Down the Road, Jason Christopher. How you doing, Jason? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? Oh, nothing. We just killed 15 minutes reviewing a total piece of shit movie. <laughs> Did you ever hear of House 3? <laughs> Is it a third one? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's called House 3, uh, a.k.a. The Horror Show with Lance Hendrickson. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. I gave up after House. Yeah. And then I started watching House 2, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Hey, see? Now, this is the kind of guy. He's, he, this is my kind of guy. Mike, how can you sit through House 2 and then recommend it to people? Because right. it's awesome. Dude, we love Uncle Jesse. He is like the, the uh, cornerstone of the film. Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Jason. Well, obviously your movie is down the road. Can you just uh, tell us a little bit about it? All right. The movie is about a group of college students that escape their troubled lives, but only to fight for their lives for a revenge-seeking madman who is a father that witnessed his daughter getting killed by a car accident, well, by a bunch of drunk teenagers, and now he's just out for blood. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's your, it's your typical horror movie, you know? I mean, it, it's an homage flick, you know? I made it for the horror fans, by a horror fan, you know? Um, I'm not trying to reinvent anything here. I mean, it's just something that I want to pay thanks to when I grew up watching. Exactly. Like, what what are your influences? What are your, like, would you say your top three or so movies that really, like, said, you know, I want to make one of my own? I love Sleepaway Camp. I love The Prowler. Black Christmas 1976 version, 74 version is my favorite. That's my favorite all-time just horror movie. But, I mean, like, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't like, watch Friday the 13th. I was like, I want to make a movie just like that that takes place in the woods. Right. It was just kind of like, that's, everybody knows that you're in for a horror movie if you're in the woods, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. So, it just sets the tone so right. Yeah. This was your first major picture. Yeah, yeah. Now, what did, what did you learn from this experience that you would take with you to the next one? Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Literally. I mean, the first stuff on a movie set was my own the first day that we started filming right first ever and everyone's like yeah so you know how this is going right and i'm just like yeah yeah totally and like i I never went to college i got all my knowledge from watching a a shit ton of movies like the bonus features are are the best thing out there i mean i would rather spend twenty thousand dollars on a a shit ton of movies as opposed to spending ninety thousand dollars to go to college to listen to some guy tell me what to do and follow a formula and structure, and, and I'd rather just learn on my own. I mean, when someone tells me something anyway, I, I it's like in one ear and out the other. Right. I learned how to edit my own. I learned how to work a camera my own, do everything my, myself. And if someone else was trying to tell me what to do, I would just like, what? But if I sit there, figure it out on my own, I'm a hands-on person. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's, a lot, it's a lot better. You made a movie this solid with no formal teaching? I mean, besides whatever Quentin Tarantino talked about, Edgar Wright talked about. Um, no, <laughs> I went wow. to I went to New York um, New York Film School for a one week program down in Florida. Um, that sounds so dumb. Went to New York Film School for Florida in Florida, <laughs> but um, I went there for a one week um, intense like program that tells you how to work a certain camera. So right when I got out of film school from well that one week training thing. I went out, got the camera that we use, and then I just did a bunch of shorts on that and just just went, just 
went with the gun with that one, you know. It came off really good. I, I, I love the movie. Uh, first Thank off, you. And I, I really do. And, you know, like you said, you, you weren't trying to, you know, break new ground or anything, but that's what I liked about it. It was a simple slasher. You know, horror fans, we, we get stuff like that, obviously. And to see it done the way it was, very realistic, too. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was thinking one of the most disturbing parts of the whole movie was when all the kills happened and all the thuds there was the hammer made and, and all that stuff. It was so real. That that was the kind of stuff that made me cringe. Awesome. And that's, the, awesome. and that's the kind of stuff that I like. And it didn't come off amateurish at all, I must say. Nice. Very nice. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, a lot of people, they would say to me, like, like there's a couple, I don't know if you, if, like, if you're on the Facebook page, you can see them. And there's some pictures where it's, the, it's a, one of the main characters. And it'll say, like, you will see her die. That's just, like, the title that it says on there. And then it'll say, like, down the road on there with, like, a billing block. And, like, some people will be like, well, why are you telling that you're going to see her die? I'm like, dude, it's a horror movie. We know that they're going to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the hell am I trying to hide here? You know what I mean? Like, it's just go for the story and just the fun of it. You know what I mean? We all know that people are going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's like having on the poster, the Titanic sinks in this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, me and my producer Devin Labasio, like we went, we we go to the movies like here and there together, just like get some motivation and us. And like this is when Titanic was re-released. I think we went to go see Cabin in the Woods, and we're just like, "What is Titanic?" And like the lady looked at us through the glass, like, "Are you guys retarded or something?" <laughs> Devin's a great guy too. What did you guys think about Cabin in the Woods? Did you like it? Um, I dug it. I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a little different. I mean, it, it was a, it was a different approach. I don't think it's going to, like, a lot of, like, what, even what, like, you guys are saying, like, oh, it's, a, like, how some people are saying it's the new face of horror or it's going to mm. be a big change. I don't really necessarily think that, but it was a fun movie to, to watch. I totally enjoyed it. When Devin walked out of the theater, he was just like, uh... <laughs> so I don't really, I don't, I don't even know what his opinion was on it. Like, he just was like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool. The ending was just, like, it was just, like, galore of gore. It was awesome. It yeah. was pretty cool. So the state of horror in general, what do you think about it nowadays? With all the stuff coming out, I mean, do you think it's getting better, worse? What do you think? I mean, it's... That's a hard question, really. I mean, because, yeah. like, um, like, Ty West's movie, The Innkeepers, like, I thought that was a phenomenal horror movie, but it's a different type of horror movie, you know? Slasher-wise, like, my buddy out in L.A., um... Eric England, he made this movie called Madison County. I enjoyed that movie. That was pretty cool. That just came out yesterday, I think it was. I mean, that was a cool movie. It was a cool slasher flick, you know? But mm -hmm. as of, like, like people, everybody's trying to change everything. Like, right. and, and that's cool. It's great. But it's we, we've been there. We've done that before. Why don't we just try to, like, stick with the horror genre that everybody does like and not try to make something new? And, you know, it just gets lost in the pile because you tried to make something make something new. And it was so good, but no one's going to acknowledge it. It, it sucks. This industry sucks. I don't even know why I want to do it. <laughs> well, you know what? You know why they're doing that? Because think about it. All we're doing is redoing, rehashing all the old movies. So I, actually, we're kind of crying for something new when you think about it. I mean, they're not doing straight-up slasher movies anymore. It's either like no, they're not. Yeah. torture movies or or like uh, now, now the found footage thing with ghosts. Yeah. You know, so I think if, if when you just keep going backwards to go forwards, you eventually say, look, why are we doing that? Let's, you know, what do we, we have no more imagination? And they just try to come up with something new. And I guess Cabin in the Woods 
tried that and they wanted to be a game changer and I'm not even sure. I mean, where would you actually go from there? What is every movie going to be like like Meta Central, yeah. Yeah. It's not a place to go. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, like that movie was made in I think it was made in 2009 and now it just yeah. came out. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think they're just like, oh, the Avengers is coming out. Let's put out this movie too. Oh, Thor came out. Chris Hemsworth is huge now. Let's just put it out now. It's going to sell. So yeah. I mean, it's it sucks. It really does. It's a shame that so many movies aren't as big as they are. Like Adam Green's one of my favorite, and like mm. the Hatchet movies, they do great, but they could be so much bigger than they aren't. You know? Right. Exactly. I totally agree. I think everybody wants to change it, but. Nobody's really got the answer, you know. Where do you go? How far do you push it without it being too much to where, you know, like Hatchet, like, you know, there's so much comedy in that, and and you can go that route, or you could go the route that you went, the, the realistic kind of stuff, and, and, and just really fun stuff overall. But, you know, from there, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows, really. Like you said, Ty West, there's a movie, you know, movies like that come out, they're making good flicks, but as far as, pushing the genre into something, I don't know. I don't think anybody's got the answer at this point in the game. Yeah, and, and it's a shame. So, right. You know, we, we wanted to play a little game with you here. Uh, we came up with something. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's called the remake game. You know, since we're talking about the state of horror, I figured, how about we play this? Can you successfully rank the four major remakes in order of how much money they made? Uh-oh. Oh, wait, uh, so so whatever remake it was, like, put them in order of how much money they made through yeah, remake? like, who made the right. most, okay. who made the least, and here's the four choices. All right. The Halloween remake, the Friday the 13th remake, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which which do you think people took to the most? And, obviously, money is the telltale answer. Who do you think made the most out of those? I'm going to have to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre first. Yep. Um... Uh, the, 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 the Friday 13th, second, Halloween third, and then Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, you were so close. <laughs> Halloween was last? Yep. Yep. Do you believe that? That's like the only fucking good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it, that's what I said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, tell him, tell him, what's the, rank, what's the ranking, Alex? Texas Chainsaw, 80 million. Mm. 80, actually, 80.5. Friday 13th, 65 million. Nightmare on Elm Street, sixty-three million, and Halloween, fifty-eight point two. Oh, wow, that. that's a that's shame. Tough. Yeah, that's crazy. Because like, yeah. I went to go see. I saw all of those remakes in the theater, and the only one that I seriously wanted to walk out on was Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I watched the first ten minutes <laughs> of it. I watched. I watched the first ten minutes of it. And I was like to my ex-girlfriend, I was like, "You want to get out of here?" And I was like, "Fucking damn! I spent twenty dollars on these damn tickets. You watch this movie. <laughs> you sit down. Yeah. You sit down now." Um, but no, that, that's a that's a shame. Like, and, and and it's a shame too because that movie had so much potential to be a really good remake, mm-hmm. but yep. it wasn't. I mean, they had Kyle Gallner, who is one of like the best actors I think that's out there for his age. Uh, yep. Rooney Mara is phenomenal, and she's in that. And, and like they had, they had all the right formulas, but the script was just like, "What the hell is this?" It was, it was probably all. I would, guys, would we agree? That's our least favorite of the remake. Oh, oh god, fuck yeah. that movie completely yeah. inspired. What that, that piece of shit, man! Like that was just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be so frank. All right, well, here, let's go back to your movie now. Did you, did you ever think about selling this flick through Amazon? Right. Well, I mean, we actually. Uh, 
me and Devin know a buddy who actually sold his movie through Amazon, The Sleeper. Yeah. And yeah, last I heard, awesome. he's doing pretty decent with it. I'm not sure, though. Don't hold me to that. I haven't talked to him. Devin talks to him a lot more than I do. But um, apparently he's doing really, really good with that. I mean, And, like, for the first time around making a movie, I don't want to do it myself. Like what Kevin Smith did with Red State. It, it, I mean, he's been in the game for over 10 years, you know, more than I mean, almost 20 years or more than 20 years or anything. So he knew what to do correctly. I mean, we've done I, – I had this talk with Devin last night about because we we're, like, in talks with doing a new movie. And I was just like, whatever we do it down the road on this one, we're doing the complete opposite because we know this we know this route, and it's just nothing but frustration. I mean, it's really hard. We're, we're a bunch of nobodies. We have a movie that has nobody in it besides Clint Howard, so it's really hard to sell. So that's why we turned to well, – not why, but, like, one of the reasons why we turned to a sales rep was to just help get it out there more and have promotion behind it and have a bunch of stuff behind it. So to get that push to hopefully – sell better than, you know, going with just some company that's going to be like, oh, yeah, great movie. Yeah, we'll buy it and put it on a shelf at Walmart, and it'll be out. Uh, it won't be on the shelf after a month, you know what I mean? So it's it's such a – that's why like, I learned so much about the game um, from day – well, from day one that we started doing pre-production. It, it's just it's – been, it's been a wild, wild ride of just learning. And, I mean, it's fun, but it's also the most stressful thing in the world, too. Right. This movie, when you went to the sales rep, they actually, when you, they actually had you change the name of the movie to yeah. to, to do what the overseas thing, like the way the horror show turned to House Three. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, well, like at first they they were like, well, before we even saw with them, they were just like, yeah, we might want to change the name of the movie, but we're not one hundred percent sure. I'm just like, all right, I mean. Whatever. So then after I had a few phone calls with them and a couple meetings with them, they didn't even talk about the name change. So I'm like, all right, cool. I think I think we'll be able to keep the name good. Um, and then after we signed it, they're just like the president of the company is like, we're going to name it Punishment. And the tagline is going to be a father. I, I forget what it was. It was just like something on the lines of like a father gets his revenge. I was just like, Jesus. Oh, wow. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, if that movie doesn't scream Walmart $5, then I don't know what the hell else does. Uh, but, um, <laughs> after, I mean, we, we talked and talked about it. And then I was just at the point, I was like, cause I tried to separate it. I was like, all right, how about we have down the road to States and just far and wide as we just have it as punishment. And I tried to go that route, but that was so hard to, like, kind of keep up. I'm like, yeah, check out for Down the Road slash Punishment. And then, like, I'd go to, like, the bar and, like, someone would call me, like, oh, you made a new movie called Punishment. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is not going to work. So (laughs) so I'm just like, all right, well, I'm not doing that. So then the day that I was just like, all right, let's just name the title Punishment, then that's it. I did that on Friday, I announced that. And I never got so many emails and phone calls and text messages or Facebook posts or messages in my life, just like, why the name change? What are you doing here? Oh, that's stupid title, this, that, this. Something's like, shit. So I, I called the um, president at, at our sales reps. I was like, listen, we're keeping down the road for U.S., and you can do whatever you want um, punishment-wise over foreign. I mean, if that's what's going to have to work here, that's what we're going to do. But I want to keep down the road. I like down the road. It's been stuck with me since I've been 17 years old, wrote this script as down the road. It just sounds stupid to me as punishment and and then like a lot of people were just questioning like well why why the name change overseas and in my personal opinion i think it's just to get the point across like a hundred times easier 
because I was out uh, with um, this one guy that plays in a band called the Ting Tings, uh, like about a month ago, and we're chatting. I'm like, yeah, you know, the movie's going to be called Punishment Overseas. And he's like, oh, well, what is it called in the States? I'm like, down the road. And he was just like, Punishment, it makes so much more sense. I'm like, <laughs> all right. And he's like, Punishment makes a lot more sense over here. I was just like, oh. All right. <laughs> so yeah. I think it just I think it just gets to the point over there a lot quicker. It yeah. just makes more sense. Yeah. Well, there's also a movie over there called A Guy Who Kills People, and that that's that's doing very well. I heard. Yeah, that just came out too. I think, didn't it? Yeah, it's on Blu-ray right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if that's what's going to have to have to work, hey, I guess uh, whatever. Mm. But um, I mean, I'm not 100 percent happy about it. But I mean, then I started thinking. I'm like, Alien was titled the Ace passenger of the Nostromo over in Poland. Jaws is like called the big great white shark down in like Australia. I'm like, I can fit into these titles. Down the road, punishment. Right. Yeah, so it's been happening for years, so Yeah, it's not nothing new. Well, what are you working on next? Um I, I mean there's two scripts that well actually there was first one script that I had that it's it's a ghost story, just because I have like my whole family just believes in ghosts and we have so many wild stories and I love ghost stories. So I, um, I really wanted to write a script that's based on a ghost story, but I wanted to do something different. So at the end of it all, I just, I just, uh, I really shamble on a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody who's read the script so far, they're just like, Holy shit. I was not expecting the last 10 pages. I was like, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, awesome. <laughs> so I'm like, that's what I was going for. But, um, so that's going to be really, really cool. And I'm talking, like, we're actually, like, from learning from down the road, we're like, all right, well, we have to have named people in the movie to, to just really just grab audience. So there's a lot of cool people that are on the list that we're reaching out to. And there's one one person who, I can't say any names yet, but there's one person who's just, like, to send the script over. I'm just like, all right, cool. So I'm really, really stoked about working on the next one. But until... Last night, Devin's like, "What about what's that one script that you had?" So I pulled out this other script that I had, and then we're just kind of like, "This is really cool too." <laughs> so I don't know. We're just like, kind of like balancing which one would be like more, more you know, marketable to do, and just what we can afford to do. So, right, yeah. Hey, it's good to have choices. Uh, Mike's been writing the same script for what fourteen <laughs> years, Mike? Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, so <laughs> it's nice to have choices. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like Peter Jackson with his first movie, how it took seven years to make. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Except my little remake shit when it's done. Mike made years ago, so. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll, you know, and it'll still be shit when it's done, so it doesn't matter mm -hmm. really. So. Yeah, well. Jesus. <laughs> it's guerrilla filmmaking at its finest, sir. Oh, boy. Well, we all love the movie, man. I guess people could find you on Facebook, and they could look up the trailer on YouTube. Yeah, man. Um, On the YouTube, uh, well, just go on YouTube and type in uh, Down the Road. I know it's like the third one down or something like that. Um, or you can watch the Barn Punishment trailer just by typing in Punishment Official Barn trailer, I think it is. Right. Um, I'm on I'm on Twitter at JJMay, J-A-Y-J-A-Y-M-A-Y. So, I mean, follow me. We can chat, bullshit, whatever you guys want to do. Yep, sounds good, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Well, there you have it. Check out the trailer for Down the Road or check out the trailer for Punishment as it's known overseas. We'll be right back. My name is Cliff, brother of Joe. I got me some crack. I want me some hoes. Let me hear you say yeah. Yeah. 
Let me hear you say yeah! Yeah. Let me hear you say yeah! It's time, it's time for horror, horror headlines. headlines. Alright, the horror bid headlines. Well, this week we got Piranha Conda. Did you guys see the trailer for that? Of course. Yeah, well... Yeah. Part fish, part snake, all killer. Roger Corman is at it again. Uh, attacks a movie crew on location near where her eggs were stolen. Now they... <laughs> I love Roger Corman, but why doesn't he just make a Piranha 3? Like, you know, he made in 1978, he made a movie called Piranha, you know, the original. And then in 81, there was Piranha 2 that James Cameron did. Why doesn't he just make a Piranha 3 and just not do this Piranha Conda crap? Please, thank you. I just can't believe that James Cameron did Piranha 2. That was his, dude, that was his claim to fame, dude, from 1981. I watched the trailer. This movie showed way too much of the snake in the trailer. The effects look about as bad as the alligators in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Eraser. <laughs> there were alligators in Eraser? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, oh, there, there weren't. There were cartoons of alligators ah. in Eraser. They were supposed to be alligators, but... Right. That was the early days of CGI, and uh, it suffers greatly. Yeah. The 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 snake looks completely fake, and uh, but they do have really hot girls in this movie. <laughs> yeah. That's all I really care about. Yeah. We got Prometheus. 20th Century Fox has confirmed Ridley Scott's upcoming Alien prequel. It's called Prometheus. It has an R rating. Both Ridley Scott and the Fox CEO have been hinting that the film will end up in PG-13, however. Yeah, just make an Alien 5 and screw this prequel crap. I want Ripley back. Thank you. Well, weren't the last two terrible? Three and three and Resurrection horrible. Three was good. Resurrection, I couldn't even make it through. Uh, but I liked three. Yeah. If you guys are fans, the nostalgia critic just reviewed the Resurrection. He has. He just put it up uh, Tuesday. Yeah, that's a that's a nightmare. Uh... That's about the only way to watch that movie. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I have breaking news on the show right now. Oh my God! You heard Ooh. it here first. You heard it here first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. What is it, Mike? What is it? Breaking news. Uh, my office will contact you on our next available date for Mr. Trejo to do press. Thank you. Come on. Danny Trejo? Yeah. Is on our show? He will be, sir. Machete. <laughs> what do I say to a guy like that? I have no idea, but you will have your chance. That's fucking awesome. Jesus Christ. Did you just get that email? I just, that's why I said breaking news. That's some gangsta ass shit right well, there. It's like we're legit. Almost. Right? Almost, yeah. Well, yeah, we're legit. Oh, well. Okay. Sorry, guys, continue. Yeah. The Collector sequel, The Collection, coming soon. I want to see it because I, I, dude, the first one, have you seen The Collector? I couldn't make it through 20 minutes. Really? <laughs> Can I tell you a little story about the collector? I think you, I think you'll appreciate this. This is how crazy I am. I used to I, collect porno magazines in the basement, no. and my father came. No, 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 no. I, I went to the movies to see this film. I didn't enjoy it. 
it was released as a blockbuster exclusive in February of 2010. And the original Blu-ray release date wasn't until April 26th, but Blockbuster got it two months early. I actually went into Blockbuster and bought the Blu-ray from them. Like, I rented it, and then I ended up just buying it from them. I paid, like, 40 bucks for it just to get it two months early. Wow. And you see what we're dealing with. And I hated the film when I first saw it, but then after I paid 40 bucks for it and I watched it, Two months early on Blu-ray, I enjoyed it. For yeah, for forty bucks, you better love that shit. <laughs> I wouldn't even buy my favorite movies in the world till they're less than fifteen bucks. Yeah, right. This guy buys movies he hates just because these guys got it early. Yeah, because I, I dude, I need to get movies early. Like that's just my thing. If, if my there's name an is option, Mike Sagovich, I have a problem. <laughs> dude, like uh, fucking Mission Impossible Three. I went into Blockbuster and they had it um, days early for twenty five bucks on DVD. Yeah, and but that's just a good to movie. get it. Well, and, but I wasn't going to buy it, and I saw it there for twenty five bucks, and I'm like, you know what? It's two days early. I gotta buy it. So you I just had it. to have it. Yep. Um, and guess what? He didn't watch it for four I months. Had, I still haven't watched it, and I've had it since two thousand and six. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's messed up. I just bought the Mission Impossible Blu-ray set with the three of them, and I still haven't watched it. <laughs> have you seen the new one? Uh, no, I want to watch the third one before I watch the new one, but I have all four of them on Blu-ray now. <laughs> that shit came out like ten years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Okay, a few short weeks ago, it was reported that Malcolm Lee was hired to direct Scary Movie 5. Now, they're bringing it back to the proper person. That's, that's good. But they're not bringing back a person. Anna Faris <sighs> has stated several times that she would love to play Cindy Campbell again, but it appears the studio is not interested. Um, maybe the studio's thinking they're actually going to spoof, um, I don't know, maybe Scary Movies in this one? Wouldn't that be... See, that's that would be a... Kind of a twist in horror. That's jumping the shark, I think, at that point, though. What you know, but you know, uh, Cabin in the Woods was like commenting on commenting. Now this would be joking on joking, right? Exactly. Well, look at how how much that series changed from the first one being basically what mainly spoofing Scream, a little bit of you know I know you did last summer and and various other ones, but. Second one, they went back a little bit, you know, did, did um, The Exorcist and stuff like that. But then by the third, fourth, fifth one, I mean, you, you just got into sci-fi territory. So yeah. I don't even know. It's not even like a scary movie spoof uh, series anymore. Speaking of Cabin in the Woods, I, I saw this really stupid comment online. I'm going to go over You guys tell me what you think of it, all right? I thought it was really smart. If you're not a diehard, intelligent person, this movie's going to go over your head, and you're going to be like, oh, I don't get it. Uh, that makes, I read that, and it, that makes no sense. If you're not a diehard, intelligent person, what does that even mean? I don't know. I, I read it, and I'm like, uh, the person that wrote that, obviously... They think they're smart because right. they enjoyed Cabin in the Woods. I would imagine that's what they're probably saying. 
You don't have to be smart to get that movie at all. Uh, I think I got to be smarter just to get that the, the quote because again, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I think I think the smart person is the guy who wrote the movie. Am I mistaken? <laughs> Why are uh, you smart because you watched it and and liked it? I I don't know. Does does uh, Hollywood normally write really hard to get movies for mass audiences that watch horror films? I guess. I don't I think mean, so. I think you know, horror films are about as dumb as they come. Well, some are. Some are smart. A couple. Scream is smart. Scream is smart, but it's not that hard to get. It's not like you have to, like a diehard intelligence. You don't have to be intelligent to right. enjoy this movie. So what? If you do, that's like saying if you don't like The Shining, you're an idiot. I don't think it falls in that category, man. I don't think Cabin in the Woods does. I mean, if you want to talk smart movies, there are smart movies, and I, I just don't think it's... I don't think any horror movies are really that smart, to be perfectly honest with you. That's just, that's just the most bizarre thing. I, I think an idiot wrote that. <laughs> I, I think so. So that person thinks they're smart because they enjoyed a movie. So we did a review. We got it, and we didn't like it. And I think we explained it all pretty well and laid it out pretty well. I think we got it, but we don't like it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys didn't. I know I, I liked it, but I got the aspects of of its its commentary on the genre. Is is that what he's talking about? Or I, I don't know. And, and even that, it's not even that smart. Like I got it right off the bat, and I connected the dots. I said, "Oh, okay." I mean, they even call all oh, the director like they they fucking name the person that. So it's not that hard to get like who's who and what's what and what they're commenting on. But I don't right. think you have to be that intelligent. I mean, I'm not that intelligent, and I got no, it. No, so. Dan, obviously you're the smart one on the show. Yeah, I would think so, Dan. Dan's the smartest, Mike's second, and I'm third. No, I would say that, that Dan's probably the smartest. I think you're probably second, Alex, and I think I'm the, the dumbest person you've ever listened to. I don't think anyone's ever categorized me as a smart person, Mike. <laughs> I, I think we all know who's who and what's what. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting hit with shrapnel all week. Oh, the whole show is. All right, Beetlejuice 2, confirmed as a sequel. Yes. All major characters may return. I can't say I've been waiting for this. I have. I just, I don't, look, I, I just, honestly, I don't know how they're going to do it, because Beetlejuice is supposed to be a supernatural being, and no offense to Michael Keaton, I love the dude. He's a great actor, one of my favorites. I don't know if even makeup will uh, help uh, capture that part still, because I don't, I don't think he looks the same. Really? Dude, the Beetlejuice makeup will definitely work in in that situation, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm not excited about this movie, but whatever. It's something. Something kind of cool. Yeah, I really could care less either way. Well, I can just tell you, I, I don't know if Tim Burton's going to be involved or not. Um, <clears throat> personally, oh, after Dark Sh- well, yeah, after Dark Shadows, I don't think Tim... I think Tim Burton should uh, never make another movie again after... <laughs> Well, actually, Tim Burton just made a new movie called Frankenweenie about a dog that came back to life like Frankenstein. He's been trying to do that for like 20 years, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he finally got it done. It's, it's oh. been forever in development. Oh, God. You guys see the trailer for Carnivale? Carney, Carnival? Carnival. Carnival. Carnival? Carnival. C A R N I E. Nine. Capital V I L L E. Carnival. <laughs> um, 
Okay, it's it's supposedly like some kind of throwback 80s clown horror movie. The trailer is horrendous. It's a clown juggling and staring at some guy who's staring back at him, and he just yeah, dances. Clown House is probably better. Fuck it. <clears throat> clown House was horrible. I couldn't even make it through that. that You're was on drugs. Worst. Okay, continue. Dude, that was the worst movie ever. Dude, Clown House is the shiz. It was unwatchable. I, I Have you guys it. seen Clown House? <laughs> Dude. I just said Clown House is great. No, did, wait, did you say... <laughs> I thought you said Clown House. No. Yeah, that doesn't house. make any sense. Wow, I'm really stupid. Let's move along. I thought you were the smarter one because you, you liked Cabin in the Woods. Oh, you son of a bitch. Well, that theory's just blown all to hell. Well, yeah, well. I guess everyone who likes that movie isn't smart. I hate you guys. Cinco de Mayo is actually some guys making a movie about that. Yeah, Darren Lynn Bouseman, whose Mother's Day remake uh, streeted this week. Oh, God. Well, is that good news? Did you, did you watch that remake? Uh, no, I'm actually going to probably watch that this weekend because I ordered the Blu-ray DVD combo pack for 17.96 from Amazon. So I'll probably watch it this weekend. Yeah, or by 2016. Oh! <laughs> All right. Well, the biggest news of the week, I believe, mm-hmm. is Sophia Viagra. Is going to be... Bar- you mean Vargara? No, she's Viagra. Dude, honestly, she's not Viagra for me. I don't find her attractive in the least. Excuse what? me? Dude. Mike, you are off the show. Dude, she's not She's not that great. Oh, my God. The, the, the accent just really kind of like... It, it just... It, it it kills me. I, I think that it's like... well, Because I watch her on, on that Modern Family show every week, and I love her on that. Well, I would love her on me, but either way. Now, if that blonde chick from Detention of the Dead was coming to Machete Kills, then I'd be like, all right, let's do this. This movie, to work on the set of this movie, must be heaven. You got Jessica Alba, Amber uh, Heard, Michelle Rodriguez. Amber Heard's in it? Oh, my God. Michelle Rodriguez? It's like, to me, it's like being in heaven. Uh, Dude, and you can ask Danny Trejo soon oh, what it was like shit. to work with them. We all know your M.O. by now, though, so it doesn't really matter. What do you mean, my M.O.? Your M.O. of liking the Spanish chicks. Oh, screw you. We all know that you, we all, we all know that you like flat chicks, so what's up? Yeah, that's fine. Hey, hey, hey. In my defense, Janet, or her name is Krista B. Allen in real life, you know, from Detention of Death. Oh, yes, I looked her up. Yes, I know her name. You're damn right you did, because I did, too. Um, <laughs> dude, first of all, she's not flat. She's just... Very, very petite in that area, which is lovely. In that area. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Guys, I actually, Mel Gibson's also going to be in this Machete Kills, and I have a clip from him right here. Here you go. So there you go. Uh, (laughs) Now, if he were to yell that to those three girls or four girls, I don't think they would have obliged. No, no. And I don't think anybody smiles when they blow him. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think his ex-girlfriend did before he beat her up. Mel, you don't... It's your imagination, Mel. I didn't do nothing. I did just smile and blow you by the jacuzzi, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Gentlemen. All right, well, let's cap this off with some real horror news. Evil Dead remake began filming. Jane Levy, I, I don't want to see the movie because female Ash, uh, the concept of that just sucks. 
Uh, Sam Raimi is a money-hungry bastard. Um, <laughs> the, the, the only reason to watch the movie is uh, I don't like Suburgatory. That showed it, that Jane Levy's in the redhead that's playing the female Ash. But I like her. I think she's incredibly attractive. So that is the only reason I will watch the film. And I will buy it on Blu-ray because she's... Of course you will. Everything is Blu-ray. Of course it is. What's a Blu-ray? It's as if saying I'll buy it on Blu-ray means it's even more than a a stand... Like, when we used to say I'm going to get the DVD, do you think that had as much punch to it as saying I'm going to buy the Blu-ray? I don't think it did. Of course it did. No, it did because DVDs were... cost more. No, yeah, but DVDs no. did as well when they first started. Yeah, they, dude, I remember going into Best Buy and looking at the new movies, the DVDs, like f- five or six years ago or something, and new movies were like 25 bucks. No shit. Yeah, that's true, actually. Good call. Touche, though. But now the Blu-rays are 35 but right, that's right. besides the fact. All right, well, there you go. So that was the hard bid headlines, guys. Uh, all right, guys, shit show. Bad job, and... Uh, yeah. Don't forget Psycho next week. Everybody's got to watch the 1998 oh, fucking great, Psycho remake. Oh, can't wait, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to review that piece of shit. <laughs> right. All right, guys. We're out. Hey. See you next week. Arrivederci, baby.